Thank you so much for being here. Let's do some pod crashing. Introduce you to some new podcasts. Episode number 205 is with Ben Bolin, Matt Frederick, and Noel Brown from the podcast Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. Arrow, is that what you look like, dude? Yeah, man. Get you are epic awesome. as heck, man. You're a rock so star, man. Wow. Man, you, you dream catcher. You, you got it. Oh, oh my God. Actually, you know what that is? That's acoustic. And it was, uh, des- and acoustics were designed because it's like walking up to Vladimir Putin and saying, Tag, you're it. You just, you have the courage yes. and the confidence oh. to walk up to it. So, and, 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 <laughs> man, and it, it's a fun little stick to hold while you're walking and stuff like that. It's a big move. It's that mm. titular big stick. That was it. Who's it was talking about? Walk softly, <laughs> softly and carry, and carry a, big a big stick. stick. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are also you counting too? What, what, and you guys touch inside your book, you know, the spiritual cleansings and stuff like that. I mean, you're you're speaking my street when when you when you open the, up like this in, inside your your book and your podcast. Oh yeah, thank you so much. So uh, we have over the years. Uh, I'm Ben. We've got Matt and Noel. Uh, we teamed up because we had a common cause. We wanted to approach the world from uh, a critical thinking lens mm-hmm. and see if we could differentiate between fact and fiction. We're all, you know, we're growing up uh, big fans of the X Files and the Twilight Zone, and we said, well, let's find the nonfiction answers. Let's leave no question unasked and let's see what the facts are. Let's see what the allegations are and let's see if we can find a partial truth to some of these stories. And surprisingly enough, this mission has been successful in many regards. So when, when you say a partial truth, is that like a movie that says based on a true story? And, and so many <laughs> movie critics are like going, well, it's based on they don't have to go the exact way, but it's based on. Perfect. That's exactly what we're talking about, Arrow. Uh, you know, if you just take one subject, let's talk about human experimentation, guys, really quickly. It's kind of a weird topic, but there are a lot of fears about what goes into our bodies if it's government mandated, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's especially been true lately. Well, a lot of those fears are based on real things that happened in the past, like the Tuskegee experiments, like these experiments we found in St. Louis where the government was spraying chemicals that they thought were inert on uh, some of these uh, lower income housing areas, but they turned out to be actually not good for people. Uh, there's there's real things that are, are provable that have happened that we can look to to see why beliefs are held in the current day. Well, I mean, look at what happens with E. coli. I mean, my God, I mean, we, with all of this testing and all this technology and we still face it when, you know, oh, there's something wrong mm. with the burgers at this particular restaurant or or <laughs> grocery stores have bad lettuce. Well, how'd the bad lettuce get there? Mm, yeah, and this is this uh, this is a great way for us to thought experiment here, Arrow. So we would start with that, which is an excellent question. Actually, I would love to talk about that in a future episode if you're down to join us. So we start with that question, and then we say, okay, how does the lettuce get from point A to point B, or how does the uh, how does the beef at Chipotle start out? you know pleasant enough Mm -hmm. and then end up becoming villainous right so when we look at that question we say here are the facts so we're looking at statistics of things like e coli we're looking at supply chains we're looking at all the things we can prove and then we start poking holes in uh those facts we find the missing part we're sort of like if the situation is a mouth, we're kind of like flossing between the teeth <laughs> and seeing what what comes out. And sometimes the stuff that comes out, man, is gnarly. Yeah, like uh, smells. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so with that, with that, ex- again, excellent question. We would also end up looking at 
other uh, outbreaks or infections or things that um, things that you would think modern science could already tackle. Another great example would be Lyme disease. Yeah, that's a whole bag mm-hmm. of badgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sitting here in a forest in South Charlotte, North Carolina, and and this thing is. I mean, we we have a beautiful herd of deer, and everybody goes, you know, we don't don't get Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, and I'm going, you know what? I, these deer just let them be, just have let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they do make really crazy sounds, right? They when it's not just crazy sounds, but their their body language. I love just sitting out there with them and watching them swish their tail or stamp their feet and stuff like that. And I mean, they get so close. We have we have a six point buck out here that just he just thinks he owns this place. And I just go, bring it on, buddy, bring it on, because you're gonna pay taxes. <laughs> what, what, what are these points that they refer to? And they, they, I mean, is there a seven point buck? How many points do we go up? Well, to you know, I'm I'm glad you bring that up because I ask that question consistently, especially when they say that deer replace their antlers every year and i'm going how the hell does a six point buck replace all of those antlers every year i i, I just don't believe in that theory it's big deer big deer yeah, we're getting to the buck. yeah they don't it want you to know deer. me that's why they call it a buck it's, it's huge <laughs> so well, buck stops here how, how do you guys react to this chess scandal because i mean howard stern is already asking ah, for this guy ooh. to uh you know to strip search this guy check everything out and then and then have him take on the world Check his butt yeah this is a <laughs> This is this is one that we had. So every every Monday on our podcast, we go into something we call strange news. We look at stuff that either hasn't hit the big headlines yet or isn't being covered very well in Western media. And uh, we first stumbled on this story right when it was happening, when Magnus, who is, you know, the chess king, the yeah, chess emperor, yeah, yeah. Uh, when when he when he said, you know, basically, I'm not being a poor sport. This guy is cheating. Mm-hmm. And uh, Noel brought this story in and we were we were kicking it around. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I kept my eyes on it. And it looks like one of the big issues that's happening is that playing chess online is quickly devolving to the state of playing poker online, which mm-hmm. is riddled mm-hmm. with cheating. It's mm-hmm. funny. It reminds me of the documentary. Um, we mentioned this on the show. Uh, it's called King of Kong, A Fistful Ooh. of Quarters, where there was a big scandal between, I think it was Billy Mitchell and Steve Wiebe were the two like top uh, Donkey Kong players. And a lot of the qualifying um, you know, entries involved either screen grabs or, or video uh, or online or of some kind. And it turns out that, that I think Billy Mitchell, who was like, you know, pitted as this kind of like, he was this hot sauce king. Uh, he was this real kind of villain in the movie. He was messing with the frame rate of his Donkey Kong captures. And it was in some way gaming the game. So that, that this really had kind of like echoes of that story. But yeah, and then Magnus came back on after the initial kind of accusations for a rematch and did one move and then jumped right off. And it was very clearly a protest thing. And then in our last news episode, Ben, you know, came to us with the update that I think uh, was he was hipped to by a listener who wrote in who was very, you know, invested in the story. And it's just and then and then we covered this fishing scandal in Ohio. So it turns out that these kind of seemingly dull sports are are rife with cheating. Uh, and it really starts to make you question, you know, what about the big ones? What about the exciting ones? And we've covered that in the past, the idea of football and baseball and any sport that there's money to be made on, which again, in chess and fishing there is, is potential for uh, cheating. Well, look at Tom Brady with the with the you know deflated footballs. I mean, I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I, I never even thought about, wow, that would be that would give me a better grip on that monkey. 
<laughs> sort of like hollowing out your bat or like corking your bat you yeah. know it's something like that it's like a little tweak that's against the rules but it gives you the edge and the, the irony is that everyone's probably doing it it's just a matter of who's getting caught same with like juicing you know using steroids it's all about leveling the playing field and if everyone has the edge then no one has the edge well that picture last night did you see that because he had a shiny ear they stopped the game to go check his ear out and they looked inside it to find out if, if he was doing something you know, oh. the thing is now, nowadays, Hero, you we can't treat that as being overly paranoid uh, as as telecommunications devices grow smaller and smaller as civilization approaches the age of the implants. Uh, then, you know, you no longer can safely assume it's just an earring. Uh, it's it's nuts when you think about like the bigger conversation with this is how will AI or machine learning start changing the nature mm -hmm. of games that used to be pretty much human games. Like what, what's the future of that? Can you imagine the Olympics uh, security testing in the next 20 years? <laughs> it's going to be bonkers. I was shocked to find out that in fishing, professional fishing for years, there has been mandatory uh, polygraph testing instituted because again, unbeknownst to us, non-professional fishing followers, apparently just lousy with cheaters. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys kind of remind me of in the way that you, you're so up to date with content. I mean, are, are you like me? you do nothing but live in the news and trying to get information to create things i mean i don't have time That's to even watch tv anymore yeah, we try yeah. very hard to have social lives and families and things like that it but always yeah, work. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's not the best yeah. matt and old matt and old work assiduously to have social lives for sure <laughs> i uh i'm probably i i'm i we all do in all seriousness we all do um we try to stay up to date, but one of the best things for us, which I'm, I'm sure happens anytime you're in radio or podcasting, is our audience. Our audience brings us some of the best suggestions. We're uh, uh, one or all three of us are continually in contact with people around the world. Uh, for instance, right now, uh, I have some contacts over in Iran, in Tehran, and they're trying to stay safe and communicate with the outside world under the thumb of a government that is trying to cut them off from the internet mm -hmm. and uh, lead to physical violence. So we explore really, really fun, strange stuff like the glitter conspiracy, which is a true story and it's real. Uh, <laughs> and then and then we also uh, we also explore things like um, government overreach, you know, uh, theocracies putting putting their power on the powerless. Uh, so that's. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird bubble, you know, because sometimes we forget what is normal conversation for us might be a really weird conversation for our other friends. Uh, and that's that's always that's always a blast. We're at our local chicken wing spot and then somebody else shows up and they're, they're like, why are you guys aren't having a conversation? You're doing the show. Now you're just drinking beer while you do it. <laughs> so, like, is, is there a slight bit of fear in the way that uh, if you, you guys release something that's inside conspiracy, but we're seeing that people like Alex Jones are now being carried to court? What, what, how, how do you research and you know keep the fact on, on, on you know intact? 
me use the word research. That's the key. I mean, mm-hmm. Alex Jones doesn't research a thing. Yeah. That guy's just spouting off, yep. you know, pet theories and looking to, to you know, uh, have people living in fear. And he's got an agenda and it's to sell more bone broth. <laughs> uh, that guy sucks. Right, let me be on the record and saying that. Very, that, that guy is the quintessential conspiracy theorist of our modern day in that he is actively spreading misinformation. What yeah. we do is based in research. And even if we veer into territory that intersects with something like what he might cover, it's all about dissecting the facts and, and separating it from, from the facts, from the fiction. One of the things that I've picked up on your podcast, as well as your book, is that you guys have harmony. Are, are you radio people? How did you come together? Because most people that are, that are doing podcasts, oh, I'm going to go do it with my friend John. Man, they speak out of tune. They're, they're out of timing. Everything is just wrong. But you guys are really, really well-crafted. Well, thank you so much. That mean that means the world uh, coming from a pro. Uh, so the story's a long time in the making. Uh, back in uh, the Reader's Digest version, to date myself a little, back in uh, 2009, 2010 or so, uh, they, there was a video department for the company that Matt and I worked at, and we were we were basically doing all of these videos constantly. And we decided we wanted to explore some of these questions, the things that are sort of off the beaten path of grown up conversation or are easily dismissed. So of course we thought we would get fired two weeks after we started and we somehow (laughs) didn't. Uh, And we grew this, we grew this YouTube channel uh, addressing everything that we could think of. And we're aiming for the really obscure stuff that we didn't see examined often. And then we, uh, we grew into an audio podcast and our audio producer at the time, Noel Brown, uh, we, we all had this chemistry. Mm-hmm. So brought Noel on, I'm always trying to drag people on air with us. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then we, we clicked, uh, and we, we do, I think part of it, maybe not to speak for everyone. And I think part of this is a function of us being actual friends yeah. off the air. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say the clicking happened before the, the, you know, dragging happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we've, we've got music in our blood, all three of us too, and performance. So, you know, being on stage and that kind of stuff is, it, it just feels like being at home. Yeah. You get that checked out, man. That music in your blood. That's not like- <laughs> how to get in there. So we, we were talking about the acoustic a little bit earlier, but what, what about the way that Native American medicine men say that American doctors really don't know what they're doing? They are practicing medicine. Do you guys jump mm-hmm. into subjects like that? Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty often, because uh, one thing that is incredibly important to us is that there are a lot of untold uh, or ignored stories and history and society ignore these stories and these communities to their peril. Uh, for instance, you know, not to be too dark, but you can see uh, with our northern neighbors in Canada just how how horrific the conspiracy and cover up regarding the residential schools was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also I would also say something that we have found when we do episodes on pharmaceutical companies or medical malfeasance or malpractice rather is that um, for quite a long time large corporations were going into native lands uh, in North, South, and Central America, and they were taking and monetizing 
ancient medicinal cures, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and making it a profit motive. Uh, we recently did an episode on the concept of uh, clearing a space or smudging, right? Yep, Most yep, often yep. using white sage. Yep. And what what we found is that a lot of native communities here in the United States have been attempting to practice their belief system only to be run off by uh, people who are poaching sage and not, you know, they're trying to sell something that is a a hugely important part of another person's existence. And at some, at some point uh, what we see is that, you know, often it's weird arrow, but often uh, we'll run into a situation where, for decades or for even centuries there's been a group of people saying hey pay attention to this hey watch out for this and it's only when another force comes in sometimes monetizes it that people say oh maybe we should have listened well it's like cultural appropriation can often just be a bad look and kind of like (laughs) ooh, that's cringe but there are times where the monetization of indigenous cultures can actually affect those indigenous cultures and their spiritual pursuits directly uh, as evidenced by what Ben's talking about with, you know, these companies buying up all of the the resources uh, and selling them on, on Amazon in bulk to like kind of hippie types. And again, there's no, no, no shade on, I, I like smudging. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I think it's cool. I, I also like the ritual of it. I am not a native person. Um, so I, I, I fully cop to a, a small amount of cultural appropriation, but I try to come at it from a place of respect and I'm not a religious person. So I like to pick and choose from different you know belief systems yep. to kind of like make a holistic life and, and viewpoint but it, it's these companies that come in and just buy up all the land that these folks would typically maybe pick wild sage out on and now all of a sudden they're trespassing yep you yep. know and yep. they can be prosecuted Yep. Yep. My God, I could talk to you guys all day. So what I want you to do is to put a microphone in my car so that when I'm listening to your podcast on iHeartRadio, <laughs> then this way I can talk back. You say, what did Arrow say? Uh, shut up, Arrow. So it's <laughs> come back to this show anytime in the future. The three of you, my God, what a great podcast and what a great way to go to work or be at work and have someone sitting right there with you. That's how comfortable I am in listening to this show. Thank you so much. I want to let you know, Arrow, you can do that now with iHeartRadio's new talkback button. <laughs> you can find it on the iHeartRadio app right now. <laughs> yeah, and you can also do it maybe less directly, but uh, you can buy our books, stuff they don't want you to know. Um, anywhere you get books, it should be available to order online. Or if you have Audible or any other audiobook app, you can hear the three of us uh, read to you, um, yeah. as you as uh, at sleepy time, perhaps. The, the- um, we kind of go round robin with the chapters in the book, and it's, uh, it's a really cool production. I think everyone will really dig it if they enjoyed this conversation the only thing that's missing from the book is a yellow highlighter because you, you guys say a lot of stuff in there that, that I want to go back and find because I'm that guy that goes where was it at where was it at where was it at that, that, that's the only thing I suggest on your next book give me give me a yellow highlighter well Done. we we can promise we won't mess up like the uh FBI and CIA and accidentally <laughs> use black highlighters. Yeah, right. uh, we'll make sure it's yellow for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'd love to have you on, on the show in the future. This Absolutely. Is, this has been an awesome conversation. Excellent. Will you guys be brilliant today, okay? Mm-hmm. Hey, you Always too. Thank you, Arrow. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs>